From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Today we're going to look at the situation in central New York with HIV, the human immunodeficiency virus, and AIDS, with Dr. Elizabeth Asiago Reddy. She's the Assistant Professor of Infectious Disease at Upstate Medical University, where she's Medical Director of Immune Health Services. She's also the Medical Director of Onondaga County's STD Center. Welcome, Dr. Asiago Reddy. Thank you. So uh, let's talk first about Onondaga County's STD Center. Tell us what services are offered there. Yeah, so this is really an outstanding service that's offered to our community. Um, And what we do is we have walk-in clinics, um, which are available at at least either morning or afternoon every day of the week except Wednesday, every weekday except Wednesday, so Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, And we see people in a very private environment where um, we are actually at this point not collecting insurance information um, and we offer the opportunity for people who oftentimes may not have access to other health services or may not feel comfortable accessing other services to come in and talk about their sexual health. Um, When we see people, we will do screening for people who are concerned, maybe because they've had a a partner that is new or maybe because they're planning to have a new partner or also if they have symptoms of any kind of sexually transmitted infection. Um, The services that we offer are screening for gonorrhea, chlamydia, um, trichomonas, which is a parasite infection. Um, We also offer screening for HIV, and syphilis. Um, We do viral cultures for anyone who looks like they have a herpes infection, though we do not do blood tests for herpes. Okay, Um, and this is located in the basement of the Civic Center um, in Syracuse. We'll have a link actually to the website on our healthlinkonair.org website um, where we'll have some more information on the times and and a phone number to call. Um, But basically anyone can stop in for care. Exactly. Anyone can stop in for care. Um, And very importantly, in addition to the services I mentioned, we also offer pre-exposure prophylaxis for HIV. So when we see people, we um, really have wraparound care. In many cases, um, we can actually diagnose and treat a sexually transmitted infection right there in the in the office and so um, people don't have to go from one place to another to go to a lab um, to go to a treatment center to go to a pharmacy etc of course that may not be the case for a hundred percent of the infections that we see but in most of the cases um, we can offer diagnosis and treatment right there Um, and then as I said importantly we're also offering um, something called pre-exposure prophylaxis for HIV or PrEP. The pre-exposure prophylaxis you mentioned, PrEP, is also available at Upstate Immune Health Services um, at 315-464-5533, as well as the Adolescent Young Adult Specialized Care Center at 315-571-0013. So there's a lot of um, places in the community to access PrEP. So what is the situation with HIV in Syracuse and Central New York? Um, How are the numbers and and what is it like? Yeah, so first I'll talk about um, HIV in New York State in general. Um, HIV was one of uh, the more common and concerning infections um, in New York State that we were dealing with at the beginning of the epidemic. Um, And New York State was one of the highest prevalent states for HIV in the whole country, um, particularly when the HIV epidemic was first recognized. Um, And then throughout the early 90s when there was a lot of transmission, especially in New York City. 
Um, this really had a huge impact on New York State's health. And yet at the same time, New York State has taken one of the most, if not, I would argue, the most proactive approaches to HIV identification, care, and treatment of any state in the country. Um, so I'm actually very proud to be a New Yorker right now on the HIV front um, because I think we're re leading, um, I would say nationally and in ways even internationally in our approach to trying to um, really make a change with this epidemic. Um, and so what are, what are the things that are being done to make a change? So um, Governor Cuomo two years ago launched uh, an initiative called Ending the Epidemic, and the goal there was to bring the cases of new infections of HIV down to less than 750 in New York State um, per year. And really, once we achieved that goal, the thought is that HIV, become, HIV becomes rare enough that it becomes more and more difficult to contract and ultimately would lead to totally ending the epidemic in New York State. So there were three pillars to that goal. Um, the first one is to increase HIV testing. And New York State was the first in the country to enact laws to try and improve HIV testing. So saying that people who are going to see a primary care provider are being admitted to the hospital or are being seen in the emergency room should absolutely be offered HIV test and that everyone, everyone, everyone should have at least one HIV test in their lifetime. Um, so that's number one is increasing HIV testing. Um, number two is for those who are found to be HIV positive, we need to really offer them realistic, accessible services to treat their infection. Um, and one of the most important reasons for that is that by treating HIV infection, not only are we restoring the health of that individual, so we have wonderful medications that are available now that suppress the virus, um, get people's health back in line, and really have very few side effects. Um, but when people are on those medications, they also cannot transmit HIV to other people. And so that's revolutionized so our whole approach right. to HIV. Because mm -hmm. if we can find people who have HIV and didn't realize they had it, get them on treatment, we're keeping them healthy, and we're keeping our communities healthy. Um, so that's really number two, is offering services, making sure um, that we are offering care to people who are found to have HIV. And then number three in the governor's plan to end the epidemic in New York State by 2020 is pre-exposure prophylaxis for HIV, or PrEP. So PrEP is, uh, right now, consists of a daily pill to prevent HIV infection among people who are at high risk for HIV. So this is someone um, who um, doesn't have the disease yet, but is, in a, is at risk for it. Exactly. It. It's, but exactly. it's not a vaccine. Correct. It's not a vaccine. It's actually a, a combination of medications. So right now, the medication that is available and, and approved by the FDA for PrEP is called Truvada. And Truvada consists of two different medications that initially were used to treat HIV. <laughs> we realized over the course of many years, actually starting with trying to prevent HIV um, from pregnant women to their infants. If we treat women during pregnancy and we treat infants when they're born, um, we can prevent HIV in those infants. And so we said, hmm, maybe we can actually have the same concept apply to other people who are at risk for HIV um, and treat them before they get infected. Um, so the other type of situation that led us to recognize that PrEP might work is something called PEP, which is post-exposure prophylaxis. So Babies who've been exposed, that's a form of PEP or post-exposure prophylaxis, so they've been exposed to HIV, now we're treating them to make sure they don't get it. 
in addition, anyone who's had a needle stick or an, an unexpected sexual exposure. Um, and so later, maybe someone had sex and found out that their partner had HIV or they had sexual contact with somebody they don't, whose HIV status they don't know and they're concerned about that. Um, if treated within 72 hours after that exposure, we can prevent HIV by giving medications. Wow. Okay. So we realized this over the course of, uh, of a number of years that we have now completely eliminated occupational or needle stick um, HIV infections by treating people when that happens. And so we said, let's try to do this beforehand. It's even better if the medication is on board and somebody is at risk, then when that person is exposed, they don't need to be worried and, and trying to come into the emergency room and access medications. They're already on medication. And that medication is highly, highly effective at preventing HIV. This is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Dr. Elizabeth Asiago Reddy about HIV infections. Um, so, who's most at risk for HIV? Who are the, what's the population that you're targeting for PrEP? Great question. The first thing I always want to mention um, with HIV, because I think a lot of people still have a lot of different assumptions about it, um, is that anyone who's had unprotected sex is at risk for HIV. Um, and so it is really important for us all to keep that in mind and to be aware of our sexual health and aware of the resources that we have um, to take care of our sexual health, which include going in for testing um, at a regular basis, going in for testing when we have new partners, and um, really accessing um, condoms, which are available in multiple different locations for free, including at the STD center. Um, and so that, I think, is kind of the most important thing to keep in mind is that Anyone who's had sex, we are, we are all at risk for HIV. Um, yes, there are certain populations who have a higher risk. And um, a lot of this has to do with uh, the fact that once an infection gets what we call endemic, so it's common in a certain community, that community is more likely to be exposed whenever they have sex. So in the United States, some of the more common communities where HIV is more prevalent are uh, among men who have sex with men, so gay men, bisexual men, um, or other men who have sex with men. And HIV has been more common in that community since the beginning of the epidemic in the United States starting in the early 80s. And that has continued to be the case today. So certainly um, gay men or other men who have sex with men are one of the groups of folks that we really hope to reach out to um, and get on PrEP. And yet at the same time, um, heterosexual men and women um, who have unprotected sex also are at risk for HIV, and many times that message has not gotten through to them. So the, they still have a thought in their minds, and, and some of this has been promoted as well through um, advertising and what people see on the Internet, um, that it's only gay men who get HIV, and that absolutely is not the case. Um, and so really uh, heterosexual individuals, especially people who have partners that they don't know, people who have um, more partners, so can I give you a number? No, um, and that changes from community to community. But if if you have more partners that are unprotected, the higher the risk goes up of, risk. H of HIV. Um, and in addition, having sexually transmitted infections of other types. So if you have gonorrhea, if you have chlamydia, if you have syphilis, if you have uh, herpes, that inflammation in the genital area can increase the risk of acquiring HIV when you're exposed to it. And so having other sexually transmitted infections 
probably suggest that maybe um, your sexual partners might be higher risk and that you also might be higher risk, um, again, because of both the inflammation and because of who your partners are. What do you say to someone who's newly diagnosed with HIV these days? What, what's the outlook for someone who's newly diagnosed? Uh, the outlook is, is really very, very uh, optimistic and promising and hopeful. Um, people living with HIV are healthy. Um, they have long lives. Um, they really are, at this point, as long as they can access medications and take those medications, I say to many of my patients living with HIV that um, this is the, the biggest problem associated with your HIV right now is just re making sure that you refill your medications. Um, and as long as you refill your medications, you are absolutely healthy. Um, so it, it, it's challenging sometimes to be tied down to that prescription, and that's one of the reasons why um, we really want people to remember and think about HIV prevention. Um, it's challenging for many of our, our, our patients living with HIV to feel that there still is a stigma associated with HIV. And uh, I, I think if we can get rid of that stigma, we will go a million miles to getting rid of the infection because more people will feel comfortable testing, will feel comfortable accessing PrEP. Um, but for the time being, that, that still is a challenge for a lot of people, um, is that they feel that others may view them a certain way on the basis of having HIV, which, um, which makes it difficult. Dr. Elizabeth Asiago-Reddy is the medical director for Onondaga County's STD Center, as well as the medical director of Upstate Medical University's Immune Health Services. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's HealthLink on Air podcast and radio show.